Yes, yes, the Horror Business Podcast is most definitely lovely. Well, to some anyway, <clears throat> depending on how you want to look at it. Um, thank you for tuning in to the Horror Business Podcast. Um, if anybody's listening, um, short films ideas, um, maybe like a like rendition of Suburbia. I uh, listened to some of the tra- soundtrack this morning. Because I'm a TSOL fan. Or maybe even like a radio spot podcast for maybe like a, I don't know, short story or the lack thereof, whatever. Thought that'd be kind of cool. <coughs> and once again, I'll just scroll through. vaguely remember the light rain. I was driving down the interstate somewhere in the Midwest. The country was open at that time, or at least you felt freer anyway. There was this Glenn Miller and Tommy Dorsey special with Frank Sinatra playing over the radio. And I swear every time I heard an old gold commercial, I lit a cigarette. I remember the light drizzle falling lightly against the windows and larger portions of the car. Slow mellow cruising. It was the newer model of the 58 Special with the two-tone interior, with the custom dash. Wasn't really a thing at the time, but I loved the way it sat with the fender skirts. 
Some thoughts were weighing pretty heavy, you see. I was on my way to meet a special friend. The sad reality of it all was I wasn't sure if I'd even be alive when I got there or not. I cracked the window some. The drizzle was still off and on, but God, when I got to chain smoke in it, really make a buddy choke. Trees were all silhouetted black along the highway. I was maybe doing a good 80 clip, slightly hilly. Sun was rising in the distance. The black canvas stretched so wide and shimmers of gold sat peeking their way out. Only seemed to make the trees silhouette stand with finer detail. Like even the light was somewhat piercing through the silhouettes and would shine through bits and pieces. But the darkness still loomed the sky with its clouds and their gray lining. Something strange in the Midwest lurks like ghosts at sea. That's how it always seemed to me anyway. Sun's rise takes so much time and its slow drag makes it seem like it would never even wanted to have come into a world at all. Threw the rest of my cigarette in the ashtray and I parked at the last pump at a filling station. I got a Coke and a pack of cigarettes. As much as I liked old golds, I had to buy camels. Because of the war, the war had a lot of stronger convictions for myself and my peers, I guess. I knew Camel was doing more good for the soldiers around the world by sending them cartons and whatnot, so it's just the way it was. A few of my friends had came home, and they're just not the same. Used to smoking backwards. Still do. Terrible habit. I heard the ding. It rang. Gentlemen walked out. I tipped a filler and I left. I was lighting another cigarette. Couldn't help but notice as I drove the beautiful scenery as all still as it was. It was almost like nothing really moved. The sun didn't really rise. The sky didn't grow blacker. But it was still just as beautiful. It was about 15 more miles to go. I'd been driving since 12 yesterday afternoon. I was growing tired. The hospital wasn't that far now, and I'd hopefully make it in time. I came to the hospital bed. It was still cold. The blanket wouldn't do. It wasn't warm enough at all. Something about it all was freezing. The light shone into the window, but it wasn't sunny. The rain hit lightly against the window. I was singing to my friend. Couldn't wait for him to get here. Sad reality was, though, was, was he really coming? He said he would. The nurse told me last night. However, I sat in the cold, looking at the dodgy sky. TV was off. Didn't really particularly care for it. I was reading a book, but it grew to be a strain. I'd set it down. I had the news. I hate it. Keeping up with it anyway. Dying people everywhere. I hate it. Nurse came in to administer my daily medicine. One was a shot I particularly liked. However, the other one I didn't really care for. And with my friend coming, the last thing I wanted to do was fall asleep. I remember the rain started to lightly fall and tap against the glass, but when she turned to leave, she hit the lights and 
Everything went black. Tried to tell myself I didn't want to sleep, but I had to stay awake. I had to, I had to stay awake. I was driving down the interstate still, somewhere in the Midwest. Country was open at that time, or at least she felt freer anyway. There was this Glenn Miller and Tommy Dorsey special with Frank Sinatra playing over the radio. I swear every time I heard an old gold commercial, I lit a cigarette. I remember the light drizzle falling lightly against the windows and larger portions of the car cruising. It was the newer model of the 58 special with the two-tone interior and the custom dash. I dropped it. Though it wasn't really the thing to do at the time, I just loved the way it sat with fender skirts. Thoughts weighed pretty heavy. I was on my way to see a friend. The sad reality was is I wasn't sure if I'd even be alive when I got there, if he would even be there at all. Legends of Mountain Mike. Timber was high in Tennessee that year. Pine and oak. Towering high as the mighty God we serve. It's doing union work for the railroad. Sometimes late at night, Jack Daniels would deliver to the boys working in the rail yards. Support, you might say. And at the time, we had a switch track. First better of its switch class with a three-lane. See, we had a guy in a tower who would signal to the mine cave, switch over to let the inlet out, towns, goods, etc. The other switched dead end in the rail yard, Bane mining lane track, for quite some time. Worn thin my hands to the bone. Tend to grow rather cold. The foreman, three times a week, would let us drink the switch track, took orders as they come. The miner after tower would signal down to me. We used old mirror signal. One flash was track one, two flash for two, three for three, four tracks, but four was only the inlet outlet. If you ever followed a buddy mist, you would just wave the mirror like a madman. We had a fourth track in place for emergencies only. And was the first one that did a loop around the whole yard. And would come to a stop. Gave drivers and railmen a peace of mind, I guess. <clears throat> there was about a good mile between every switch. I usually manned them on horse. The stuff I'd handle in the yard, I'd usually just man myself. A fellow named Bobcat, he got the name because every once in a while he'd get this crazy look in his eye. Never hurt nobody. That's facts. But Bobcat, mountain lion, a wolf he loved to hate. The man could skin him dead or alive. So I'm putting Bobcat down with my own eyes. Good eating, too. I particularly liked him. He was like me. 
But he told me legends of a mountain mic. Sometimes late at night when a train cargo passes through, you could hear it howl. Howl and moan. Sounds deadly hollow. Like a broken organ in a church. An unholy wail, you might say. While Bobcats helped me chain up timber for a rail car one morning, coffee was high and the whiskey too. Having a couple smokes and we were stacking timbers four by, long four cross. If you ever did it that way, it'd never roll away on you. Well, after about three cars, eight, nine high, we had cargo. Whenever we had supplies, we had to deal with the local town. See, our supplies came direct. We withheld man to rest. There was never very much, and two towns over would be the next train by nightfall. Not too bad. Get there by morning. Today was rather heavy. Had wagons full. Asked Bob if they could come along. Well, word come by telegram. I got to be on the next train out. She was friends with the sheriff out in the Dakotas. And he got pneumonia real bad. Said something about possible tuberculosis. That old man's a tough son of a bitch. So I'd reckon I'd head out soon. Should make it in time to help the train make it. Just short of town. Just before the mountain pass. Got the horse car in the yard. Stone charge for rides. But I gotta send it back on the last train if I take it. Help get medicine. Full stop. So you see I have to go. Some of them refer boys in that county though but get along all righty. Have the respect and they get along fine if you let them. Next train's out at 12. I'll give you a hand with that horse car. We can hitch it up and send you out. Make sure I get it back or don't hear nothing about it at all. Union would tan my hide. Yes, sir. Both rolled over there and switched track, pulled the car out from the switch. The next train sent a telegram. Needs full stop for coal, full stop. So that's enough time to hook the car. Another hour, full stop. 40 minutes. The engine's already rolling coal. Stacking out high. Clouded the yard. Bone dry. Some of the mining boys ran out of the saloon. Started manning the loader. Suit was pouring as the coal got louder. First car, the second. The conductor was none other than the infamous Casey Jones. Smiled at Bobcat. Damn right, you bet your britches I'll make that. <laughs> I helped him pull the last car over the track, and we were undoing the ropes and hooking up the metal. Casey Jones went for a drink and said something about hitting the head. Checked my watch, quarter till. We were ahead of schedule. A couple of the other miners got done loading before Casey Jones could even come back. Imagine that. Heard them all laugh. Bobcat was loading the horses and pulling the car door shut. You riding back here? <laughs> nah, I miss a crazy time with that guy. Not a chance, old pal. Gave me a hug. She said, yeah, you remember that knife I pulled from that guy when we shot our way out of cats that one time? Well, anyway, had an antler handle on it, right? Told me to take real good care of it. Kept it ever since.
I walked in the front. He got a couple more shots from my bottle, and we threw it in the shadow bag. I let her smoke and gave him one. We're waiting on Casey. I guess it was good he was a crazy cuss. Bought me just a little more time with my friend. He took a long drag and looked me in the eye. He said, you don't never hear from you. Listen, these boxcars shake. When you rattle by, you hear me howl and moan. Cole feel the sky one day. We'll ride them together. I know we will. Old Casey come running out of the saloon with some girl all wide-eyed in his arm, running over. Timber looked over. Give you a shot before you go? <laughs> Bottle's right here, Casey. It'll cost you a nickel out of your dime, though. <laughs> we all started laughing. That's my last one. You can have it. Slipped the bag in my flannel pocket. Took a few of my smokes. Now we're even. <laughs> Old Bobcat was still laughing. Well, that's Casey for you. <laughs> hey, fella, this here Bobcat had a few runs. Ain't that right? I hate that. He smiled anyway. Fake drew on him. <laughs> Casey threw his hands up. All right, all right. Gonna stick a friend in need? Well, that's bad. Done come up here when I was trying to help. Old Timber was in a hurry. Mountain Mike was never in a hurry. Jumped aboard and rang the bell like a madman. The coal started to roll, filling up the empty space, spurting suit all over the dirt. Fog steam is rolling. I threw a leg in and over and rode the winder bend. A long time since we raced Casey. I whooped her ass a hundred times again, Bobcat. Started laughing. I don't know, the last time was pretty close. Casey's eyes got real wide. Let's go, boy. He started rolling and I started trotting. He was picking up clicks. I was picking up stretch. Good 300 feet till I ended the fencing. Cole was rolling and the hoofs were thundering. The speed was exhilarating. The roaring of Casey's engines and the clocking of the tracks. I cleared the fence and started pulling to a halt, slower and slower now. Shortly after, it was a tunnel, and I'd always fire off a shotgun round. It would echo through the tunnel when Casey would clear. He would wail on that damn horn. I rode back to the platform, and I hit a switch for the track, three and two, by the signal from the mine and the other from the tower. I retrieved my mirror from my vest pocket and signaled back. Hit the first stretch and rode for a while to the second. Rolled the smoke, had a shot. Wasn't too hot that day. Dabbled into my, into my nickel. Reared the horse around and I looked off and I could swear I still saw coal rolling, puffing through the sky. Truth be told, I miss my friends. But late at night when I sit underneath the stars and I look out, every once in a while it'll turn to darker, deeper pitch of black. And the smell of rolling coal through the skies flares inside your skull. And everything starts to rattle and shake. The window howl and moan. The gunshots ring out amongst the trees. And when the timber's high and the taste of the whiskey soothes my throat, I usually think of my friends. Um, that's the stories for today's horror business podcast. 
Um, talking about doing more of a special. I don't know if I don't know if it would help help or not. I wouldn't really know like where to start. I guess I could give more of a backstory to Seven Stair, I guess. Um, When I was in high school, aside from some money that was left for me to go to college, um, I was able to use a license under my stepmom because my stepmom had a business. And so under the same license, I was able to sell skate goods. I uh, would frequent VK skate distribution for orders and stuff like that. The little crew I had was like really small. Like really it was like me, Garrison, and my homie Connor like 90% of the time. And then like the other like 10, 20, 30% was like everybody. And then every once in a while it was like me and Ivan or it would be me and somebody else. Like, I don't think we ever really got together. This would be a really fun story. The last time it was, uh, I had to come back to Chino during the course of college. Um, I was actually supposed to go overseas to study with a friend in Ireland, actually. And um, the opportunity was missed, um, unfortunately. And um, uh, there was like a lot of like stuff that needed to be tend to as far as family's concerned. Um, I still had a small amount from my business left. Um, not being able to find any way to really get rid of it, I decided to take it to active. And at the time, it wasn't Scott anymore. It was the horror business homie whose name escapes me at the moment. But he was always kind of like a little bit bigger of a dude, but he was always like the nicest guy you'd ever meet in your life. And uh, I think I just pretty much gave the rest of what I had. I got hooked up with like a discount on a pair of Americas I bought and uh, complete I did. And uh, it was like just a hookup. Cause I said, you know, if kids come in or if they need some, just give it away, I really don't care. Cause at that time it was just pretty much over, but I remember the last trip <clears throat> that we all took and we spent like a whole week at like San Mateo <laughs> and we like ate hot dogs and Carl's Jr. and spent a lot of time at the beach and just skating and riding bikes and just chilling. And I remember it was so funny. <clears throat> I don't mean to like be a bad influence or anything like that. You know, I, you know, just don't, be stupid, be educated, don't be ignorant, (laughs) you know, like formulate decisions, think ahead, plan things, you know, make wiser decisions. And even though we would try to do that as more often than not, we decided to not really do it on this particular trip. And I remember, uh, I think I was, I was trying to quit smoking. So I was like dipping at the time. So for that trip, I ended up just getting all kinds of stuff. And uh, I remember Frosty goes to throw in a lip and he lights a cigarette and he's laying back on this bench. <laughs> and he just starts puking his brains out. He goes, Tommy, 
I don't know how you do this shit. <laughs> and uh, later on that evening, we just decided to go like walk around the beach and stuff like that. And uh, outside of a liquor store, we uh, all faked Boston and British accents. So this dude would all think that we were from somewhere else. And the dude bought us like a case of Paps or something, I think. <laughs> Freaking awesome. And uh, yeah, we spent a whole week there just camping out and having a good time. And it was like, uh, it was like Baker for like us kids, you know. And then uh, that was probably one of the best trips um there was another time i think it was it was me sean connor and garrison i think maybe i can't remember if it was ivan or if it was someone else who was there but we all went to san juan capistrano and like i think we were riding bikes that day i think one of us had a board just dedicated because like we rode bmx and stuff like that too like i had the like I had the wonderful privilege of like riding with some people from S and M. Uh I got to ride with Garrett Reynolds like one time. I tried to get together with him again, but Fiend was just taken off. So mad shout out to Garrett. Um uh, got to ride with some people from Sunday. That was really fun. Sunday guys are freaking cool. Guy taught me how to like do 180s out of bowls and he taught me how to do like tire slaps and stuff. And then my buddy ended up getting into it and he ended up doing no hands and stuff like that that day. We was just on and cracking with the Sunday crew. And then let's see. There was like so much other stuff that I could get into with that. But uh, <clears throat> if you guys do listen to the Horror Business Podcast, um, on my Instagram, where I'll leave all, like, the radio feeds and for the podcast feeds and stuff like that. Because I don't know, like, where they feature it or how they feature it through these other venues or whatever you call it. So, um, however that works. Um, uh, you can leave comments or whatever. So when I do, like, hard-on-sleeve segments... Like, on my days off or probably the days that I'll do, like, longer podcasts and stuff. Um, if you got any questions, comments, or topics or anything else, you can feel free to leave them. Or if you can... I don't know if you could use the RSS feed to, like, write me through Anchor Podcasts. I don't even know if you could do that. Um, if you can, try. Um, I'm down for whatever. Um, I've been writing since the third or the fourth grade I think the third or the fourth grade I always like struggled with like depression and anxiety I guess I'll just share this because it's like suicide prevention my friend uh or well it's my wife's friend my wife's friend Karina um she shared that that's what's going on so for prevention, loss, and causes, and everything else. So when I was younger, um, I wasn't really, like, that smart. And it was really hard to, like, pay attention in school. So every once in a while, like, certain teachers who'd feel bad would kind of, like, set time aside to, like, help me sometimes, <clears throat> which I was extremely grateful for. But one teacher had taken particular interest and invested 
a lot of time. And um, I had gained that skill of being able to write, like, because of her. And I kind of let it go till like, maybe middle of junior high, and then I picked it up again. I started writing all the time again. <clears throat> and then, like, it wasn't until I got older that I started to, like, record demos and stuff. And then after I found out my buddy was not really a friend at all, <laughs> I just went off and I tried to do demos on my own. Even that was really hard because just <clears throat> to just get to get it right to sound good. You know, I know power chords just don't sound good, but I was always like into like acoustic punk and stuff like that. So I always tried to keep everything acoustic. I had an electric guitar and a bass for a long time, but I had to get rid of the bass because I needed gas. And then after I got it, I was too far away to ever go back and get it. And so I was really bummed out about that. <clears throat> and then I ran into an incident where it was either keep my place to live or sell my guitar. So I had to sell my guitar, which absolutely sucked. And that one, I actually had the amp with it. And I probably could have got more for it, but the guy, he was, he was just not having it. It was a bad day to go pawn, I guess. But I really needed the money because I wasn't going to be out of a home. As much as I liked recording demos, I liked acoustic more anyway. So I figured I'd work on getting one before. And then I ended up not getting hooked up with one until I later moved back. And that was compliments to my sister, which was freaking awesome. And, uh... I went from there. But then I just, I got back into writing again. <clears throat> I, had a, I had a feed on Facebook for a long time called A Collection of Thoughts and Ideas. Uh, like really just like a lot of like my trippy writing and stuff like that. And uh, just tried to find a way to get it to take off. And I just, I don't know if it ever did or if it didn't. But um, anyway... As time goes on, there will be more. Thank you for listening to the Horror Business Podcast. You are with Thomas. And I hope everybody has a wonderful day. Much love and blessings to everybody. Thanks for listening to the Horror Business. Goodbye.